0: Welcome to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with your host, New York Times best-selling author, Christine Carlson. Over the next several weeks, Chris will bring you the top experts in fitness, health, and nutrition in the Your Health is Your Wealth interview series. Christine's mission for the supportive offering is to inspire you to develop the mindset it takes to be fit and healthy for the rest of your lifetime. Listen in and discover why your health is truly your greatest wealth.
1: And now, Christine Carlson. Hello and welcome back to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. I'm beginning a special series of podcasts to help you awaken at any age to your most vibrant life yet. And this is the first of a four-part or five-part series, maybe even more, called Your Health is Your Wealth on topics that will inspire you to treat your body like you might treat your savings account or your retirement fund and hopefully you're treating those well because as you stay healthy you're gonna need those too this interview is with a very dear exercise guru and founder of P90X and I'll be um, introducing him in a little bit later but I know that this interview is going to inspire you to live your most vibrant life yet But first, let's take our golden pause. So wherever you are, just sit comfortably and uncross your legs. And if you're driving, just pay attention to the road. This is a breathing exercise to just bring you into your body and bring you into complete presence and into your heart. So begin with me by taking a deep breath in, breathing in through your nose and expanding your chest and your belly. Filling up with oxygen all the way to the tip of your head, all the way to your toes, to your nose, just everywhere. And exhaling just as deeply, letting go of any tension, letting go of any fear, any excitement, any anxiety you feel. Just let it all go. Again, breathe in through your nose, expanding your chest, expanding your belly. And exhaling any tension or fear or anxiety you feel. Letting go of your shoulders, letting go of your arms, letting your hands rest heavy on your lap. Breathing in this time, fill your whole body with sunlight, just pure golden sunlight, every cell of your being. And exhale. And breathe in again, this time, filling your whole body with love. And exhaling any fear. And this time, as you breathe in, just place your hand on your heart, activating your heart. And spend one moment thinking of something you're incredibly grateful for. It could be a person, a place, a thing conversation you've had, just anything. Spend that moment in complete gratitude. And as you breathe in again, open your eyes. Doesn't that feel so good? I can't tell you how excited I am to be introducing you to Tony Horton today. On this podcast, Tony Horton is the wildly popular creator of the best-selling fitness series, P90X, P90X2, P90X3, which I own, (laughs) and a 10-minute trainer. Tony is a world-class motivational speaker and the author of the top-selling books, Bring It, Crush It, and his latest motivational book, The Big Picture, 11 Laws That Will Change Your Life. He has appeared on countless television programs as a fitness and lifestyle expert to promote healthy living through exercise and proper nutrition. Tony believes that real and lasting change can happen when we commit to health as a lifestyle. Exercise, whole foods, and the right mindset is the formula that leads to a vibrant, productive, and full life for anyone who focuses on being the best that they can be and now you can see why i've invited you tony onto to this podcast we talk the same talk and walk a very similar walk and i'm so honored to have you here welcome
2: well christine it's my pleasure thank you for having me on uh i'm very excited uh like we were saying before we started a little bit uh you know i was a huge fan of R- richard and uh his books altered my life altered my perspective uh, changed the way i did things and uh and uh, like I was saying to you earlier, I was sweating all the, the stuff, the big, the small, the medium size, you know, I was just always in sort of a panic. And I realized that, uh, you know, I just needed to kind of get organized and be more present and and sort of, uh, you know, really recognize the simple, beautiful things in life. And, and when I started doing that, I just became more productive and, and less stressed out. And uh, I didn't procrastinate as much. And a lot of things changed for me, you know, and so... Those were my early days. You know, my early days were just just trying to figure out who I am in this world and what direction I was going in because I was all over the place, you know. And a lot of it had to do with lack of exercise, poor poor eating habits and and drinking too much. Oh my gosh, yeah. People look at me and just think I was always like this. (laughs) No no, ma'am. I was not even close to this boy. But exercise and, and meditation and yoga and and um And uh, just surrounding myself with the right people changed my life dramatically.
1: Yeah, there's something about when life falls apart for us on a physical level and an emotional and spiritual level, when we're sitting in sort of the pieces of all that, where our only choice is to either keep going down or pull those pieces together and start rising from the ashes, right? It sounds like that's a little bit your story. I think
2: that's a lot of people's story. It is. Most people don't start out awesome, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean you know, they just maybe they're handed this, uh, you know a pretty good situation, uh, but quite often, it, you know, it requires a little bit of a struggle. I, I think anybody that really sort of rises from the ashes, there's a lot, there's a there's a process involved, and, and and understanding that the process is 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 the best part. You know, the journey is the best part. It's not the icing on top of the cake, or the or the or the you know the cherry on top of the, the, the cake, but it's really it's really just the process and going through it and the process of learning and growing. Most people just don't want to do that after high school or college. They just assume, well, I know everything I need to know. And then uh, the learning process ends and they're just paying the bills and, and keeping a shelter over their head and feeding themselves whatever and and uh, and maybe not exercising at all and and things start to go downhill pretty quick. Walt Whitman wrote The Fruit of Youth is Forever Gone at 26. <clears throat> and that's you know, a lot of people just start falling down the other end of the, you know, the other end of the hole uh yeah, process of life I, at 26 I, and it doesn't have to be I'm 57 and I've never felt better I've never had more energy I've never been more flexible um I don't run as fast on the track as I used to but but I mean I'm is in the best possible shape that I could I can be in at my age
1: That's great you know and I was thinking um as I was thinking about all the things I <laughs> wanted to chat with you about that was one of them I mean because I'm 52 now and I'm starting to enter you know the menopause chick era And I've always been really um, fit and healthy. But, you know, I'm noticing that it it gets a little more challenging as I get a little bit more on. Like I gain a little more weight. I'm working out a little more harder than I used to. And I'm still not having the same results. And how do you think we allow for ourselves to change and, you know, and not necessarily think that those changes are bad changes? Because one of the things that I've started to realize in my own life is that Maybe it's okay that I weigh eight pounds more as long as I'm really fit and feeling really good and that my physiology from the inside out is really what's looking good, you know, that I'm healthy, I'm heart healthy. Um, I'm on a good trend and maybe you know it's okay to allow for you know I don't need to be like I'd love to keep getting staying working at it and I don't want to give in and give up you know what Mm. I mean but I also don't want to hold myself to the standard that I've held myself to since I was 25 you know what I mean how do you do that and how do you allow for that to happen in your life
2: well you know I think there's kind of a two-part answer here and, and you you hit on it initially sort of acceptance acceptance that you know, as you get a little bit older, things are going to change, and you're not going to have the 25-year-old body or the 25-year-old um, uh, athletic ability, or, or you know, the aesthetic thing—the stuff that's all based in ego—can um, really mess with people's minds. And so, just accepting that you know uh, that people age, that we age, that we that certain things are going to change, and 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 you know, I, I, what I tell people all the time when I do seminars and talk to folks about it. I just say you've got to, at some point, release release the whole idea about what you're supposed to look like, what you're supposed to, uh, what the tape measure and the scale says, and all of those types of things, because they don't really matter as much as just your general uh, health and well-being. You know, you want to, you know, the idea here is to is to be consistent with your exercise and add as much variety as possible. And if you if you're consistent and you're adding variety and you're working on your weaknesses as much or more so than your strengths, then you'll surprise yourself. You'll have a pretty rocking fit body at almost any age and um you know i mean that's why i do yoga and pilates if you look at p90x you know you look at this 12 different workouts in there it's not just bodybuilding it's not just cardio it's not just pilates or yoga it's not just core or you know or, or synergistic exercises it's everything and the everything is what challenges you and that's what keeps you in, in top physical, physical condition and so, you know, it's like, what is your purpose? Like, what's your reason why? I mean, my reason why, and my hope is that more people's reason why, is because it just gives you a better life. It helps you sleep better. Absolutely. helps digestion. It gives you more energy. There's a greater sense of adventure uh, and travel that comes from, from the physical, uh, working on your weaknesses. Because the physical is, is, is unless you're maybe a bodybuilder or a fitness model or a professional athlete, You know, for everybody else, it's just it's just not being part of the healthcare crisis. You know what I mean? I mean, really, just just being being a person that's uh, got self control, that has a certain amount of discipline, that's making better food choices than maybe everybody else, and and so you're going to be you know staving off hypertension and high cholesterol and type two diabetes and and heart attack and stroke and cancer. I mean, that's that's what it does. And that's what everybody wants. But it's all about waist sizes and numbers on the scale. And it's very, those things are frustrating. You know I mean? And so what I, what I tell folks is just, you know, my expression, do your best and forget the rest, uh, that's it. I mean, are you doing your best right now? And by the way, your best is gonna be different than it was five years ago. And recognizing that and, and being okay with that. And, and then, you know, uh, life is but a dream if you can.
1: That's so true. And I, you know, I love your book, um, The Big Picture, because I rem- I was reading the introduction. And I love how you describe the big picture is that it's acknowledging that you, you know, take personal responsibility for yourself. But in doing so, you're really taking personal responsibility for all those around you. And you're seeing yourself as part of the big picture. And it's true that as individuals and, you know, it goes back to what Gandhi said, our life is our message. And how do we all impact everyone in our world? It's like we all impact everyone in our smaller circles, in our larger circles, in yours and my case, more on a global realm. But it starts with the example that you set with yourself. And I love that part of your book. And I'd love to just switch gears about um talking about the big picture, the eleven laws that will change your life, because I um, personally, I've, you know, read and talked to many success experts, but I love this book that it ties everything together, that the same success principles that apply to your body and your health apply to the rest of your world too. And I love how you've tied that in because it really is a mind, body, emotional, spiritual journey that we're on. So, bravo for writing a great book. Like, honestly, it's a total Tony Horton voice. You're funny. You have amazing suggestions. I mean, the laws are, they're all impactful. Um, if I could write a, a Don't Sweat Your Age book, it would it be like the big picture. So, very good. Bravo.
2: <laughs> well, well, thank you. You know, that, that was the book that I wanted to write, you know, the very first time. But when you're first coming into the, sort of the fray, of a uh, first-time uh, novelists or first-time author writers. they always, they want you to do a fitness book right so there was bring it which was you know a bunch of pretty pictures and me explaining what you could do but then we basically had that on the dvd already you know but uh that's what they wanted and then and then crush it was an audio book, which was pretty cool because i hadn't done that before and there was uh, uh you know a little video that came with it so you did that online you got to actually see me demonstrate how to do certain things well but but you know in a, in a way it was maybe great that it took some time because I learned a lot between the first and that last book and the eleven laws were just things that little ideas that I just I, I, that just themes that just kept coming up in my life over and over and over again. Initially it was just a little uh, it was a little piece that I wrote uh, you know maybe they were a paragraph or two each um, and I would just sort of you know I'd send them out on on the on the worldwide interwebs. And uh, there was a pretty good response to, to them, you know what I mean, and I thought, wow, they've really kind of you know I think there's a whole book here, and you know you know, like look at the intensity chapter, the whole story about getting in that f f fifteen um uh, and that experience, you know what i mean there there's so many things that that um that changed my life purely because I just decided to to, sh- to show up, you know. And uh, when I was younger, I think one of the reason why I was struggling so much was I didn't want to meet new people. I didn't want to go new places. I didn't want to do new things because I was just, I was I was fearful and I was afraid that I would fall on my face or embarrass myself or all that noise that's inside of our head that really doesn't mean, mean much of anything. And so, you know, I wrote the book because I wanted, it's really autobi- autobiographical in a sense because it was really, my journey about figuring out what it was to make me a happier, more productive guy, and um, and and, I, and I'm getting a lot of great responses from it. A lot, a lot of it seems to be resonating with a lot of people. And 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 I you know just like I do with the DVDs, the humor is important. People, you know, I mean, I I got to be silly in there. And and I mean, I rewrote the jokes like four or five times. If I would go, <laughs> no, that it should be should be Eisenhower, not Carter. You know, I mean, whatever. I was, I was always messing with. With it. I mean, as a stand up comic for a couple of years. Oh, you were? Thing, well, I was in a I was a stand-up comic wannabe. You know, I mean oh, at a cafe club, I was at two o'clock in the morning and Pasadena the in front of three people. Wow. Or shooting spitballs at me. You know, I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> call that stand up comedy. I would call that stand up survival. But, you know, I mean it's instantaneous when you're up on stage and, and you're trying to get people to laugh or to listen. And um you know, you have your good nights and bad, but, but, uh, and, that, and then and that all translated into the DVDs. And the cool thing about our company is, is they let me do it my way. You know, I, I think far too often, uh, as hard as exercise is for most people to turn it into, you know, uh rocket science, uh, is, is just, Oh, you know what I mean? You, yeah. you can't dry. It can't be boring. And, and I, I never liked that drill sergeant thing where people were screaming at me. You know, I, I, I just try to, you know, you you have to know your audience and your audience is varied and when you know that you have to deliver deliver your or disseminate your process in a variety of ways so that it so that it, you know, kind of uh doesn't fall on deaf ears for a large population, that everybody kinda of goes, Oh, look, here's an extreme version, here's a you know, middle of the road version, here's a super modified version. And that's the reason why people have lost 100 to 240 pounds doing one of my programs, which is just mind-bending to me that that could happen. Is
1: that amazing? It's amazing,
2: I mean, you know, and, and so all
1: done from their living room.
2: Yeah, move the coffee table out of the way and start jumping around, and and uh, good things can happen. So,
1: hey, uh, um, one yeah. of the things that I love about what you've done in the exercise revolution is, you know, I love the word disruptive. You know, like Uber has been disruptive to the taxi cab drivers, and I feel like what you've really done has been disruptive in the sense that you know in our era it was all about marathon running and long distance and endurance and you know in doing everything with that sort of long intensity and what I love about what you've done for people is you make it accessible by making it short and super intensive you want to tell everyone and I want to hear about it too about your new 22 minute program
2: well you know it's interesting What, what what happens to a lot of people and the reason why they don't succeed when it comes to losing weight or getting fit and staying that way is they get caught up in some trend based on maybe a bunch of celebrities are doing it, or the friends are doing it, or it's really popular on TV, and people don't listen to their own, their own bodies, their own minds when it comes to it. Like I've never been a long distance runner, um, but then and the reason why is I found out that I'm more of a I'm more of a fast twitch athlete. You know, fast twitch athletes are people who do intense things for a short period of time and then just kind of hang out for a little bit. You know what I mean? And then repeat or do another one. Um, and I don't have the patience to just. You know, unless I've got the right music and it's you know a sunny, beautiful day and it's 63 degrees, and you know, I mean, there's got to be a lot of variables for me to put on my walk, my my headset, and go for a run. But my type of exercises, um, and there's still cardio, obviously, and there's martial arts, which is you know more consistent tar- cardio-type movements. But but um, I just discovered that if you really want to get results, then you need a wide array of different types of things. Uh, regardless of whether you're a fast twitch athlete or slow twitch athlete, somebody who's an ectomorph, a mesomorph, an endomorph, there's just so many different kind of body types. And so, you know, when I see people who big, big people who are out there who are determined to go run that half marathon or marathon, I think to myself, Jesus, if you don't end up with back pain and knee pain and issues and ankle ankle issues and heel issues and plantar fasciitis and all these different things, I mean, they're doing it. And you got to give them, you know, you got to give them props, but oh. Look, there goes my wife. Um, (laughs) Hi, honey. Um, Hi, Shauna. Christine says hello, by the way. (laughs) She she adores you. Um, But but uh, and so that's really the reason why I've been so successful. But you know, if you look at P ninety X, P ninety X three, P ninety X two, and P ninety X three, even though they're very different, twenty two minute hardcore was a huge departure. It it really was completely. Everybody's like, "Where's X four? Maybe down the road." But, you know, I've been to 46 military bases around the world, from Kosovo to South Korea. I've done a bunch of domestic tours, you know, all over the states. And I've met, you know, thousands upon thousands of people in in all the branches of the military. Uh, I've been to the Pentagon three times. I'm apparently the only trainer who's not, you know, not an employee at the Pentagon to actually go down into the the bowels of the Pentagon and train a bunch of people. So it's just a real honor. And it all started with with Colonel Shepherd, who's now a a two-star general of the joint, Joint Chiefs. Who uh, brought me to um, Andrews Air Force Base, and I, you know, I trained uh, all his guys, and he was doing it in Afghanistan and Iraq, you know, with all his troops. It's just because you know, there's so much downtime. Instead of these guys just playing video games and chomping on Doritos and Red Bull, he just said, "Hey, everybody, get in the tent and let's go." And so it started there. Then I met with the Armed Forces Entertainment. And they said, "Hey, would you want you want to go to Italy on a tour?" i went, "Well, that's not going to suck. Okay, yeah." <laughs> so I went to you know, I went to, uh, Aviano, Camp Darby, and, and Vicenza, which were the first three bases I went to. And then I've been to Japan twice. I've been to South Korea. You know, I mean, all over, all over South Korea. You know, close to the DMZ. And uh, uh, and so having had that experience and having met those folks, there's a lot of people who are you know deployed out in the field. They've got to be fit. But the guys with the guys and gals in desk jobs they got to take the the, uh, PT test too. And they were just scrambling like three weeks before just to barely pass it. And I said, why don't I come up with something not only for them, but for the general public so they can, they can do more than support the troops. I'm throwing up air quotes here. Supporting the troops is great and saying that is great, but actually why don't we all get down and dirty and, and experience a little bit of what they experienced in an eight week boot camp. And so there's a big departure from a lot of the equipment and, uh, and in the fancy, the fancy gym, and we're out in the dirt. We're in the dirt. We're on the deck of the air, uh, USS Iowa. We're in an aircraft hangar, and um, and we're using mostly bodyweight exercises. And the 22 minutes, you know, came from from also knowing that people don't have the hour that they they, they need for P90x, or even maybe a half hour for P90x3. <clears throat> and 22 is my favorite number, and I knew I could get a lot of a lot done in 22 minutes. And it's relentless. You know what I mean? Yeah, get, I'm sure. Ooh. You get two 22-second breaks in <laughs> the course of 22 minutes. Yes,
1: Where, so you're sweating.
2: Yeah, you are. And and, uh, and you're doing burpees and gorilla crawls and, and uh, bear crawls. And, uh, uh, you know, it's just a really unusual different. And, you know, for example, like P90X would be anywhere from 12 to 24 exercises in the course of, you know, close to an hour. Here, all the workouts have five or seven moves. And then wow. you repeat them three times. It's called basic training and it gets back to basics.
1: Wow, that's exciting. That's really exciting. So tell us what's next for you.
2: Well, well thank you for asking. <laughs> hey, I'll even show you cuz you and I are on video but nobody else can see it. Here. I'll... <laughs> this is my this is my brand new product here. This is Tony Horton Care. You can see that?
1: Wow, really? All right. Yeah. Fitness yeah, you know face I mean... and skin spray. I have face
2: and skin spray and also I have hair and body wash and it's just two products for right now because, you know, you don't want to just sort of inundate the market with 10 products and have it fail. That wouldn't be any fun. (laughs) So you just want to get down and dirty or down and clean, I should say. Um, I, you know, when I came out to California, I wasn't aware that it's sunny here all the time and I was a real fan of being brown and I destroyed my skin. I destroyed it. I was, I was in suntan booths and I was out in the sun, you know what I mean? And, uh, I was taking care of the inside but destroying the outside, and um, I met my my good friend Patrick Dockery, who's got a really neat company, um, uh, Hair Care Solutions, and uh, and I just said, hey, you know, you make great stuff. Would you ever consider just sort of helping me take care of my my hair and my skin? You know what I mean? Because it's gotten all scaly, and I've had cancers, <laughs> cancer things pulled off it. It's like you know, here I am, all fit and muscular, but my skin is horrible. And he said, I'd be glad to do it. You know, he was a big fan. I was on the cover of his magazine and I was on his TV show um, talking about health and wellness and how I I helped him lose a bunch of weight. So I said, all right, I helped you lose the weight. Now you have to help fix my skin and hair. And uh, we came up with these two products and we launched next week, which is very exciting. Um, And if you want to get some, you go to TonyHortonLife.com slash THCare.
1: That's awesome. Wow. You are such an entrepreneur, aren't you?
2: Well, you know, I mean, it's like if there's a problem, I, I search out people to help me find the solution. You know, I learned a lot of that from from your husband. You know what I mean? I, I, I stopped thinking that I could solve all my own problems by myself. Duh. And and I just try to, you know, I just go, I, I ask a million questions a hundred times. People just think I'm, you know, I'm I'm senile already. It's just that like I want to make sure that I know exactly what I need to know. And I don't assume that I have answers. And so I don't try to run, my, my, run myself in circles to try to figure things out on my own. I just, like my wife, I I mean my, Shauna, who you you work with and dealt with, I mean she's beautiful, she's smart, she's funny, and she keeps me from wandering off into the woods, you know?
1: Yeah, that's a great wife. (laughs) That's a great partner, right?
2: Very lucky. (laughs) So,
1: um, tell me what's unique about this um, skin and hair care line.
2: Well, you know, we we use a little technology with with the formulation. We've got things like resurrection plant and, and different really organic ingredients. Uh, For example, the, the hair and body wash doesn't really lather up because if that much, I mean, it takes a little uh, bit of an effort, but it's the, it's the, it's the pH balance on a lot of products are so out of whack that even though you're washing yourself, you're drying your skin off, you know, it's like, why am I, you know, so dry afterwards? So the pH balance is such that, that it doesn't foam up because if it did, it would require chemicals that cause your skin to dry. Right. I didn't know that. I just like the way things smell. You know? <laughs> well, I am. But, you know, when you look at this, there's science behind everything. I mean, the science behind P90X and 22-minute hardcore and, and, and the stuff you wash your hair with and the stuff you put on your skin. And uh, it was a long process, you know what I mean? Because we wanted to make sure it smelled good. I mean, you know, I, I mean, so you have to put the right scent in there that appeals to both men and women, but at the same time doesn't cause... A rash. It's like right. here I am using something that's drying out my hair, and causing a rash in my skin. But boy, it smells good. You know what I mean. And so I've learned and, and gotten away from that. And and I'm you know, and I just love the packaging and I love the look and and I love the smell and we're we're getting great feedback so far. So that's uh,
1: great. Well, congratulations. Yeah, that was a left turn I didn't count on. <laughs> didn't count
2: on hair and skin stuff. Did you?
1: Right. Okay. So um, just we're getting close to the end of our time here, so I just want to bring it back to um, what do you think when somebody is on their like wants to get back to their A game at any age, but they're really at their C game, what are some quick tips, like habits? Because I always talk about how life is like a sport. You have to practice it the way you want to live it. Mm. And you want to create some really healthy habits. What are your top, you know, three to five healthy habits that you can give folks to get back on their a-game for whatever age they are
2: well number one is purpose and we talked about that a little bit before I I think purpose is everything if you really understand your reason why and it's so substantial so important so um, critical to the quality of your life then chances are that you'll probably make a shift you know what I mean and so most people's purpose are out of whack it's too much about how I look at a wedding in a dress in front of a bunch of people who don't care and then what am i going to do on monday you know and so if your purpose is to feel good today if you understand that exercise changes you mentally and emotionally instantly not 30 60 90 days from now it changes you instantly because of you know you look at john rady's book another one of my I'm, i'm having lunch with john tomorrow which is amazing he's a harvard professor he wrote the book called the big Called, not the big picture, called spark, and it's the effect of physical activity on the brain. And so when you exercise, you release norepinephrine, dopamine, serotonin, something called brain-derived neurotropic factor. This all happens inside the hippocampus, um, uh, in t- inside the temporal lobe, and this little thing called the dentate gyrus. And this dentate gyrus is the magical little, tiny little thread inside of your brain. And when you cut open the brain of somebody who doesn't exercise and doesn't eat well, that you know, and maybe you're in their 60s, 70s, or 80s, it's black. It's dead, which means the optimism went away a long time ago. The, the, the brain power went away. The, the, the sense of optimism started to disappear. I mean, look at old folks who don't take care of themselves. They're bent over. They're looking at the ground. Everybody, everybody who's not exactly like them is a horrible person. They focus on the problem exclusively and not, in, not the solution. And so, you know, when you understand, like when I read that book, I was already working out, you know, four or five times a week. Now I work out five, six, seven times a week because I love – I know that when I move and I breathe oxygen in like that, even through meditation like we did right at the beginning of the podcast, right, that just breathing in oxygen go, doesn't just go to the lungs and help you feel better. It's all a brain thing. It's the release of these incredible brain chemicals. It's, it's, it's proteins and molecules finding each other inside of your brain, which lights up Memory, cognition, optimism, a feeling, a, a sense of, of of having energy and well-being that you can't you can get it through drugs and alcohol and having sex with strangers. Okay, <laughs> we know what happens after after a while, <laughs> and you keep doing that. I mean, you know what? There's a very negative after effect, but there's nothing but a positive after effect as a result of doing that. That's number one. Number two, if you really want, it's accountability. I mean, why did we go to school? Because we had to. Because we had to. Like, no, I'm just not going to go to school. <laughs> Well, your parents and your teachers have got something to say about that. Work, got to go to work. I'm not going to go to work today. I'm going to skip Thursday and Friday. Yeah, you're fired. Okay, so we do all these things so that we can be in the survival mode. And, and that's fine. That's a lot of people. But I, w- I would imagine anybody who's listening and wants to thrive. I mean, you know, you could ask 100 listeners and they would say, I would like to thrive. Thrive comes through physical movement because of the mental and emotional shift that happens instantaneously. I mean, the feeling that you have before a workout Ain't the same feeling you have as after one. So you know true. What I mean? The one before, and I'm no different. The one before is, oh, God, here we go. I got to do cardio. Or I don't, I'd rather just go lay down. Oh, that's fine game. But you put on your gear and you go and you do it. And the first 15 minutes suck. And the last five minutes rock. And when you're done, you go, check that box. You know what I mean? So accountability is huge. And that comes from two areas. One is you are the people you hang around the most. Absolutely. If you're hanging around guys who sell crack, chances are we know what you're gonna do for a living. You know what I mean? If you're hanging around people who like to sit on their butt and complain, and then you know that's who you are. But if you're you know, if, if all of a sudden anybody who's listening was thrust into just a group of mountain mountaineers and rock climbers, and that's who you had to hang out with for a year, guess who you'd become in a year? It'd be the most ridiculous, amazing, super fantastic experience of your life. You'd be scared to death the first three or four months, but after that, <laughs> you can learn a thing or two, you know what I mean? And and uh, like I always say, do scary things that don't kill you. That's why I got an F-15 and F-16 Thunderbird so I could throw up a bunch of times, but boy, it made the <laughs> story, you know what I mean? And so do you want to survive or do you want to thrive? And, and here's the two things you can control in your life. You're probably sorry you asked this question because I got answers, baby. <laughs> You control what you put in your mouth and you control what you do physically. You can't control traffic, the weather, your family, work, coworkers, none of it. Like all these outside things that create a lot of anxiety and craziness in your life can can be dealt with more efficiently when you do the two things that you control 100%. And that is how you feed yourself and whether you decide to move or not today, because it changes your perspective about how to attack it all. and And that's. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm working with this athlete right now, and he and I have worked out 24 out of the last 25 days, and I am on fire. I, I just like I I just i think to myself, this stuff I talk about is actually working. <laughs> no, I mean it's cool. It's cool. I, might, I I know when I take two days off, it's 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 like the same thing as you know me going on a four day bender. I can't do it.
1: I can't I, do it either. I mean, two days is my max.
2: Two days is the max. Like I can take a day off. All right. I'm cool with that. I'm traveling today, whatever. I'm fine. But the next morning I better get up and go. And most people don't know that. And most people are exercising for all the wrong reasons because they want to, oh, look, I lost five pounds or they want to hit compliments from other people. It's all, you know, it's all this outside stuff that's important to them. It's, it's not. The physiology.
1: Sleeping. It really is. It's the mental. It affects your attitude so much. I mean, I always say like, if you don't, I mean, that's why if you have your health, you have your wealth, because if you don't feel good, it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter what you're trying to do to make yourself feel good. There, You just don't. And you see this with people who are ill, you know, like the best people that get ill, it makes it more difficult to have a great attitude, you know, but if you can, I mean, I'm so on board with you on this, like that is so motivational, inspirational that you say that. Because it's so true,
2: yeah, you. And, and you know there are very few universal truths in the world, but that's certainly one of them. I mean, anybody who moves physically will, will, you know, recharge their brain and change their attitude. It's just the nature of it. But it requires discipline, but that's where the accountability comes from. Like I tell a lot of folks, go get a, go get a standard calendar, hang it on your your bathroom uh, mirror or your front door, or your refrigerator, and write down all your workouts for the 30 days in advance. Make an appointment with your health and your wellness. You make appointment with everybody else, you know what time to go to lunch or breakfast or dinner or go to business meetings. So just write it down, fill it in. People say I don't have time. Well, that's why I made 22-minute hard. Look at that picture. There go. <laughs> here, here, here. Um, so, you know I mean? I mean, look, I got hour-long workouts, I got hour-and-a-half-long workouts, and I got 10-minute workouts. So, you know, it, it's not a matter of feeling like you have to match what you did back in high school. and. In you know college, it's if you're 40s and 50s or 60s and you haven't moved in a while. I started training this client that I used to train years and years and years ago. This this rock and roll star and and I trained him on and off for 23 years and I haven't seen him in you know I mean his daughter is 41 and when I started training him she was three I and mean, that's oh my long. gosh I, but I haven't seen him in a while and um, he's 65 now like how did that happen wow and, and uh, but he's you know he he gets it like he remembers the old days when we were training and and doing doing great. And he was going on stage and feeling like a million bucks. And now he goes on stage and he feels like he can't even, he's got to sit in a chair, you know, <laughs> <laughs> can't sit in a chair while being on stage in front of, you know, 20,000 people. Nope. So he's back in the game. And so can anybody can have it anytime time and you just can't judge it. You just got to be in the moment. You got to do your best to forget the rest. You know what I mean? I tell people the worst workout in the world where you barely got through it, you skipped certain exercises, you decided just to smoke a cigarette in between, whatever beats the living hell out of not showing up at all. And that's true for everyone.
1: That is a great place to end this podcast, Tony. And I just want to tell you one quick story that I would have told you in the beginning that I just have to share with you because it's so cute. So, you know, you talked about the wide variety of people that do your workouts and one of my dearest friends, this was years ago, it was the first time, the very first time I ever heard of P90X. She had just had a baby, and the baby was um, two years old, and she started doing, she ordered P90X. She told me about it, and she said, wow, you know, these workouts are really good. She's a super fit woman, by the way, um, Middle Eastern woman, and she, she's doing these workouts, and um, her two-year-old's in the room while she's doing them. So lunchtime, her husband comes home from work. She just finished her P90X and her two year old starts saying, Tony, Tony, Tony. And she's all sweaty and he comes in and he goes, who's Tony? <laughs> and she starts really ribbing him. You know, she says, well, you know, I spend some time with Tony when you're away at work, honey. And he gets, he starts getting really like, looking at her and she goes and Cameron's around you know so but yeah I know Tony pretty well he's he's in our living room every day and pretty soon he starts looking kind of mad so she flips on the video she goes meet Tony.
2: (laughs) I'm not a threat I'm not a threat I'm just a face on the TV.
1: Yeah isn't that a cute story though you motivated awesome. the two-year-old. He was all into Tony, so. <laughs> it's
2: funny, you know, it's funny that what what's really neat, and I've heard it uh, so many times, is that parents kind of do this, you know, just because they need to be better parents or they need to have more energy for their kids or 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 they just it's, they're just sick and tired of being sick and tired. And without forcing the kids in any way, shape, or form, the kids just kind of want to come in the room and jump around too. And so, you know, they're inadvertently really, you know, changing the kid's perspective. Like, oh, mom and dad are doing it. They weren't doing it before, so I wasn't doing it before, but now they are, so I want to do what they're doing. And they're starting at an incredibly young age, I mean two, three, four, five, six years old. And I get dozens and dozens of videos of parents going, look, here's my kid doing, you know, doing burpees, or here's my kid doing, you know, push-ups or squats or lunges or whatever, or or mason twists, you know, whatever it happens to be.
1: Well, that and has just to be my- so exciting for you.
2: It is because it it's immediately it's immediately affecting. This healthcare crisis, right there at home, you know what I mean, and that's what the big picture is all about. You know, bring it back to the book. The big picture is it's not about you. I mean, your job is to get your act together so other people notice so they want to do it as well, and then all of a sudden we solve, you know, national problems uh, without having to go to the doctor or pharmacist to do it. You know what I mean, and, and without having to spend a bunch of money, and then prolonging our lives and improving the quality of our lives while we're even while we're living longer. Like what? That's what it's about, man. And and if you, if you can do that, and you know, like so, uh, story after story of somebody who's just overweight and miserable, sees the program, you know, like, you know, three sheets to the wind at three o'clock in the morning, buys his thing, gets ripped, everybody at work notices, and then all of a sudden he's got 20 people in his garage for three years, you know? Like, That's so wow.
1: true. He's a beach body coach.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be a coach, it could just be somebody who's, a, you know, a, a fitness person who decides to get, quit their old job to become a trainer because they see what's going on around them. And those stories are everywhere, and you just you know you just wake, your, wake up in the morning and you pinch yourself and think, geez, all I was doing was just trying to make something so so people would have a better shot." and then you see how it just kind of grows word of mouth, you, know, without having to So many people have bought these programs, not from sitting at home and watching the infomercial, just from seeing other people who've, seen, who've gotten in great shape and decided great results. Well, heck, they did it for the first time in their life, and I've known them for 30 years, then maybe there's a shot for me.
1: I think that's beautiful. Well, I just want to thank you so much with my whole heart for being on my podcast today. And I know my listeners are going to be so thrilled to hear your wonderful stories and just really meet the man behind all those amazing exercise and workout videos. And you have really left such a legacy and made such an impact. And thank you so much, Tony.
2: Well, Christine, it's an absolute honor when when Shauna called me and said that you and I'd be speaking. And and, you know, she told me who you were and she told me about, you know, I mean, I, like I said, I was such a huge fan of Richard. He, he really affected the books. His books were so simple and they were not long. And, you know, what I mean? but they got like, <laughs> kind of like the 22-minute hardcore of, 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 of personal development books. And, uh, uh, and I refer to them all the time. When I do interviews, I always talk about Richard. And, oh, and thank you. Well, and so uh, I was just a real thrill to, to meet you virtually today. I, I thank you.
1: Thank you. All right. Well, thanks so much, everybody, for listening. Come back again. And again, a big thanks to Tony Horton for showing up.
2: Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff with Christine Carlson. Chris invites you to join her for the brand new What Now? program, a six-week offering carefully designed to take you on your own unique journey through life-altering transition and lead you to self-discovery and your most vibrant life. Receive access to powerful audio teachings, an in-depth workbook, and deeply valuable insights on passion and joy from a beloved teacher. Visit christinecarlson.com to learn more about how you can be part of the What Now program.